Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast starring me, Jick the Jick. And me, Riff the Riff. And me, Hot the Stuff, because I have two uh, syllables in my name. That's true. Two so words. Can... You have intercaps. I... Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Does it bother you to be the only one of us with intercaps? No. Can you make any I went other... to the dentist and I got some intercaps earlier today. Sure. Did, can you make any clever words out of your, uh, like, just capitalizing individual letters of your name the way that people do in KOL's uh, internet chat rooms sometimes? Uh, I, mean, I could do if. Yeah, you could be IF. Yeah. I'm like IF riff. You kind of are IF riff. <laughs> kind of. Once once, once that new podcast becomes a thing. I could be ick. Yeah. Or I see. Huff. Yeah, you could be huff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tough. Tough. Mm-hmm. Stew. <laughs> sure. You guys, how have you been? Been good. We're all been in the good. same room. Yeah. Yeah. Hot stuff's in town. It's weird. Yeah. This room is weird. This room has gotten weirder since we left. Yeah, things, a, things, some things have moved in here. It's getting kind of Terry Gilliam on this table. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of wires hooked up it, to a yeah, lot of things. A lot things. of wires, extra monitor. Yeah. You need a bunch of armatures holding random objects like uh, magnifying glasses mm-hmm. and uh, maybe blowtorch. Or two. I have one of those old uh, Radio Shack Armatrons. Um, we mm. could hook that up to something that just generated a random signal and just move a magnifying glass around. <laughs> that Armatron was such a weird thing. Like it wasn't super fun. No, but you really wanted one. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's the yeah. What it. <sighs> It was just for moving things from one side of the table to the other, basically. Yeah, it like came with some stuff and then some suggested things that you could do with the stuff, but it was all like, try putting this thing on top of this thing yep. using the Armatron. <laughs> like, okay, now try moving this thing over here using the Armatron. <laughs> it's like a make simple tasks more complicated machine. What was that? The Nintendo? The Rob. Rob the robot yeah. operating buddy. And like it had the little tops and it had like what the little thing that would spin them up and you could like pick yep. them up and move them and then they would spin for a while. Like, Yeah, that was kind of complicated. The other thing that you, the, there were only two games made for him. One was Gyromite, which used that and the other one was like Stack'em. And that one just, you had to t- have him move different things to different buttons like okay um super impractical yeah didn't last very long i feel like that came out of nintendo's uh, having seen now like a handful of the other things that they made between when they transitioned from a playing card company into a video game company like they had a bunch of like little robots like uh that would shoot out wiffle ball things for you to hit with a bat um what are those things called? Pitching machines, kind of, yeah. but like for kids. Um, and a bunch of other just little weird sort of game systems. A Rob um, would make a cool staff topper for a cyber wizard. Ooh. Like the entire Rob or just a, the head? Uh, the entire thing, maybe. And then he also casts little spells, oh, like yeah. robot spells. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. Oh, man, and then he's also holding a little staff with an even smaller robot with a GoBot on it. And the GoBot just fucking sucks. <laughs> let's not get let's not get too crazy. I mean, this is fiction, but we need some bears. You should be a cyber wizard for Halloween. Okay. Can, uh, I need an EL cloak. Ooh, and a pouch filled with EL fudge. <laughs> but I'll have to buy him. Electroluminescent fudge. That sounds delicious. Yeah. This, is, <laughs> this is in the weird nightmare cave that you're banished to by the black madness ice. <laughs> oh, also you have black madness. <laughs> Just sort of like 
Is that like racial anger? Or? Yeah, it's okay. sort of like jungle fever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, guys. Hey. Man, more, uh, another day, another work on KOL that we can't really talk about. Mm. Really? Like we haven't done. We're getting started on the May Adam of the month early. Yeah. yeah, we are going in a slightly different direction, but one that I'm excited about. Pretty happy with the scope of it and the way that it's turning out and a lot of the ideas that people had and a lot of the same ideas. I like it when we're brainstorming and a bunch of us have the same idea because then that means it's the right idea. Or it's just the... It's boring. Yeah, you know, I was going to say the go-to the idea. Pedestrian yeah, the most obvious idea. Yeah, but sometimes that's right. Sometimes should you, 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 should you that. spoil that idea f- for our listeners? Uh, n- well, no. Okay. I shouldn't. All right. Hey, guys, there's going to be some... I don't know that I myself even know... I don't know. You yeah, oh, it's just some of the underwater monsters. There were there was a bunch of overlap in the water in the monsters oh, from the uh, underwater zone. Okay, spoilers. Underwater zone. <laughs> that's exciting. See, that's club, that's enough club. of a splish splash. Thing. I was making a zone. I had forgotten that the uh, that that particular thing that we'd been doing all these brainstormings on was for an item of the month. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like an item of the month. Yeah. It's not really an it's item It's experimental yet. May. It is experimental May. That's what we do in experimental May. We experiment. Hey, is the 11th anniversary thing ready to go? 11th anniversary thing? I don't know. It's coming up. I don't know if it's been hooked up. I'm pretty sure it is. I, th- I think it's done, right? Is it? I made a ping about it months ago when I was I like... I did the art. I definitely did the art and we definitely like made item like we made stuff for it right around the same time that we were doing the can of V11 and I'm pretty sure it's oh, God, done. I have no idea. But anyway, it's like 2 weeks. It's like is it, uh, yeah, I, thought it was, I think it's like 423 is when Okay, cuz like I thought it there were some weird outliers that got it early because of some weird database problem or well, something. Well, there'll be a few it'll be a couple days early for people because of the the leap years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's funny. I, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> There's probably a way to fix that. Eh. <laughs> but, eh. You know. This so happens we, so infrequently, people... We people could just start giving them out by the KOL calendar, so it's really only... You get one every 90-some days. <laughs> sure. Man, what a bad idea that was. The annual... The KOL calendar. Oh. Like... Well, it's interesting. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Take that. <laughs> it Because it is not directly in sync with the real world calendar, it, it yeah, leads it, to the interesting like moon movements and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and interesting uh, collisions of holidays. And, yeah. Which and are, the fact that you, we can have like, you know, quote unquote yearly game holidays that happen more frequently than that. Yeah, but we could do that some other way than pretending that there was another date system. In place, right? Like I, while I agree, pretending, <clears throat> it, it is, it's real. Okay, pretending—that's so weird. There was that long ago. There was that list that somebody published of like rule, like these axioms for running a month. Oh, right, right. And one of them was like, people are not going to give a shit about your virtual calendar. Like they are only, they are going to be a hundred times as excited about the Christmas event that happens on Christmas right. than mm-hmm. they are your festival of Chris time, like Miss. We don't have do we we don't have like crimbo. No. Interesting. Right, exactly. Like because <laughs> what what would we do with that? Right? I mean yeah, it's wow. like, like the huh. the holidays that people care about are the ones that are like A once a year and B correspond to some like you know, I mean we've started doing Halloween stuff 
for real. And like the trick or treating is just, now it's just weird. It's just weird that every 90 days you can go trick or treating. I mean, it's fun, I guess. It is a way for that content, especially the, the trick or treating stuff to come around way more often than once yeah. a year, which I think people really appreciate. I like the recurring events. I don't like the friction that the recurring events cause with the optimizer mindset that wants everything right. to be the same as everything else yeah. all the time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Things being either optimal only on that day or things being super suboptimal whenever or, that or, holiday rolls around. Marginally optimal on that day or marginally suboptimal, right? Yeah, but like, I mean, like, Boris is, the Feast of Boris is pretty significant. Being able to eat that much extra. Yeah, it's weird. And I don't precisely understand why the Feast of Boris is so much bigger of a deal than St. Sneaky Pete's Day. I guess because you can overdrink, but you can't adventure. Right. Yeah. We shouldn't have done that. <laughs> okay, I have an idea, guys. Yeah. Let's change everyone's spleen capacity to five. Okay. And then just go and make all of the, like, magicalness in a can and stuff, like, five times as good. <laughs> you think that would go over well? <laughs> um, I wonder if there are any spleen items that take more than five at this point. Mm, there might be. You just can't use them. Oh, and Spleen of Steel is plus one steel. steel plus one steel. Yeah. Um, so, cool. and we don't know what that means. You can go to New York because you no longer lack the steel you lacked. The Similac. The Sims I lack come from me not ever having owned a Sims game. That's not true. I owned a Sims game. I had a Sim named Todd Rundergrensen, and he was so bad at cooking that he killed himself in the kitchen. <laughs> That's a that's a pretty common way to die for a sim. Yeah. Wow. I, like, it, did the kitchen light on fire? Oh no, he was just like, this tastes terrible, and he shot himself <laughs> in shame. <sighs> that's way better. I wonder if there's a chance of a sim, of a sim who's bad at cooking, accidentally making poison food. I don't know. I mean, he just burned his kitchen down. Mm. And then I was would like, you say that somebody who starts a kitchen fire is bad at? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That is like real. Definitively. Yeah. No, no. I think someone could be a really good cook and like their blender catches on fire or whatever while their back is turned. Blending those match heads. Anyone who would turn their back on a running blender is not a good cook. All right. Come up with another example. Maybe it wasn't running. It Maybe it wasn't running. Maybe it was just plugged in. Anybody who leaves their blender plugged in anyone, unattended is a bad cook. Anyone who leaves their kitchen is a bad cook. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so somebody who cooks one pie is a better cook than somebody who cooks zero pies, right? Okay. Therefore, more cooking equals better cook. So anyone who <laughs> leaves the kitchen is worse than they would be if they didn't leave the kitchen. <laughs> wow. Any, also, anything slightly worse than the best, like, I'm a, I am a KOL speed player. Anything slightly worse than the best thing is the worst thing. <laughs> okay. So any cook who is not the best cook is a bad cook. Okay. Okay. That That is an irrefutable chain of logic. It is? Yeah. I That's see true. you guys trying in your minds to refute it. <laughs> You're lusting after that refutation in your hearts, just like Jimmy Carter. <laughs> but just what? like Jimmy Carter, all you've got is peanuts. Peanuts and a swimming rabbit. Does he have a swimming rabbit? Aren't you there confusing some... him with Jimmy Carver? <laughs> yes. There is something... 
dumb news story where Jimmy Carter was swimming and got attacked by a rabbit or mm. something. <laughs> My name's George, but you can call me Jimmy because you're an idiot. <laughs> okay. Um, so I thought I thought that we would uh, go to some questions. Okay. Sure. If you're all right with that. I, I also uh, sorted. We don't have a ton of new questions, so I sorted by uh, alphabetized questions. Yes, I just alphabetized the questions. No, I sorted them by length. No, I just I sorted them backwards. Um, we should do the old ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is that from December? Yes, it is. Holy crap. And you know, one thing about these is that a lot of them are going to be real bad because a lot of them are there one because I skipped. skipped them over and over and over again. So this is a person asking for a bunch more things to be in macros. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably already true. Pachinko, it says, Jick, would you be entirely hostile to the idea of making CDM add spaces and line breaks to the trophy case? I want to get creative. I mean, I can see... I could imagine an interface where we let you just move trophies around on a grid. Huh. But I can also imagine that being a lot of work and having to pay Chris to do that instead of something that would make a lot more people a lot happier. So, sort of feature triage. People can rearrange their display case shelves, sort of. Now, it's apparently kind of buggy because it got pushed out by accident. Right. That's like when I said, huh, did that go live? And you were like, yeah, duh. Well, I said like, people were talking about it on the phone. Why didn't anyone tell anyone? And I think it is because it went live when something got pushed out for April Fool's. Well, oh, right, when everything got pushed out for April Fool's because yeah. we had to do the thing where it referenced a different style sheet. Right. I feel bad for people who are using old, old, old browsers and they didn't get to see the cool, cool, cool Australian imagery. Everything was just <clears throat> koalas and kangaroos all the time. Damned fish. Oh, this is just after Halloween. Sort of. <laughs> um, while fighting the level one war bears, I've been using uh, my mini adventurer with a tiny costume wardrobe because I can beat those bears easily and I love the whole random familiar thing. Lil Ham turned into a robot reindeer, which was very festive, but after winning the combat and after he turned back, a protocol disc emerged from his front loading slot. I choose to believe he just kind of spat it out of his mouth. Gold star to you guys for constantly making me giggle at these mental images. Well, all you have to do is uh, make a bunch of stuff up and have it interact in weird and unexpected ways. And presto, you've got emergent comedy. <laughs> magic. Damned Fish continues, the comic chameleon is pretty old now, but I still like to use it a bunch. I was wondering, though, is there any particular reason that when it's copying the mini hipster or artistic goth kit, it won't trigger the free fights that those familiars give? Yes. Um, because that because that happens in adventure.php. Yeah. Just your, the, the chameleon or whatever does not meaningfully become... Something else until fight... The familiar just until fight starts, I guess. I'm pretty sure that's how I it think works. maybe it piggybacks on some of the dodecapede and wardrobe code in order to do that. But then he continues with something that makes this not make any sense, which is that also, why can't it be used to beat the sorceress's giant familiars? Or why can't it be used to beat the sorceress's giant familiars, but not to replace the star starfish when using the star key? So it's possible that there is a flag that represents what familiar your chameleon is. Right, and we but, check that. But, and we check that in some place where someone brought it up before, and ever since the chameleon Ever since the hipster came out. Because you can take your chameleon out and feed it something specific, right? Yeah. So, okay. so it stays a familiar for, I don't know if it's like picture changes. I think maybe it I doesn't. I think it might. I think it's still the chameleon because it just takes on some of the attributes. Right, but it I've doesn't not, actually I've not pulled it out in a long time. That's a weird. That's a thing where it's like, 
all right, well, this is some item of the month from like nine years ago that we just have to do work on every familiar mm. because of. But it is literally just writing a sentence about each, each piece of familiar gear. Right. And it's like, oh, her skin turns X color and she starts to smell like farts or whatever. <laughs> right. If you feed her the familiar gear for the farting, farting rainbow. Wow, farting starfish. Ah, uh, oh, <sighs> farting starfish. Jericho V says, I had no idea the backtick key would do adventure again. That's such a great feature. You know what I had no idea of? In FTL, the backtick key will cause a weapon to either auto-fire if you don't have auto-fire turned on or not auto-fire if you do. Individual weapon. Which, that suddenly makes it so I can do all kinds of shit in FTL that I don't bother doing because it's I hate micromanaging the weapons. Hmm. Uh, having not played it, I don't know what that means. So, like, you will, say, have two identical lasers that you just want to constantly fire as soon as they're as soon as, as, they're, soon as they're, they're refreshed they're, yeah lit up but you don't want your missile to fire all the time okay right because missiles have a finite quantity and right. consume a resource to fire i did not realize that you can have the things on auto fire and still manually fire one of them without it then being on auto fire. Like there is a setting that is just keep firing weapons at whatever i fire them at mm-hmm. which is what i always do and why I like sort of never use missiles because I don't want to waste them and it's a... hmm. okay either that or I if I have a loadout with missiles I just don't I'm not nearly as effective because I forget to fire guns you mean a ship build yes no it's a loadout because they're just equipment that you can swap in and out your build is the permanent upgrades that you make to the systems I see your loadout is the things is the subsystems and the subsystems are weird because they're no they're exactly like gear they just <laughs> don't take any energy okay but there's a limited number of slots for them you can swat you can remove them arbitrarily i don't think you can hold so that's that's an interesting they, they don't work like bridge. inventory they don't because you can't if you're like not at a store, if you're at a store, you can sell one and then buy one to replace it in that slot. But if you're out in the wild and you get a new one, you have to destroy one hmm. to replace it. So you can't like keep extra subsystems in your cargo hold the way Why that you not? can extra weapons and extra drone drone schematics. Um, yeah, anyway, huh. that's how I feel about Jericho 5's question. Anyway, yeah, the backtick to adventure again is pretty cool. Yeah. Also, you can use numbers. Oh, man. Uh, I redid the uh, uh, Louvre maze. Yeah. And everybody's, I all, everybody's all freaking out. Are they? I don't know. <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm... I don't think anybody's messed with it at all. Oh, okay. I don't think, any, I don't think the dev people have even played with it. Jamelli gets busy at work, and comparatively little testing gets done. Sorry, other people in dev who aren't Jamelli, but you know it's true. <laughs> um, Merry Christmas, says child. Hopefully you've gotten the ornament we sent y'all by now. In that spirit, was there ever any intention to tie the background of the Merkin and the Squamous gibberer together? I Still, that's one of those words where I thought that gibber and gibber were two different words because I had only ever seen it. Mm. I had only ever heard gibber and I'd only ever seen gibber in writing. And I said, well, that's, I guess that's not true. I had heard them both, but I thought that I had only ever seen gibber in writing um well also there was kimmy gibber in full house it was gibbler kimmy kimmy uh. kimmy gibbler jimmy jimmy gibbler or the collagenous abyss in the gibberer uh, or anything ever in the gibberer the gibberer was the third item of the month i ever noticed come out and i still love it um, yeah 
I mean, so the gibberer, when we made it, we weren't expecting it to be like five or six years later that the sea got finished. We always knew that we were going to take it in a kind of a Lovecrafty direction. Yeah. You know, it's, it is not technically speaking 100% completed. Hmm. <laughs> right. According to some of the design yeah, we discussions had, that we had. I mean, that's had. the thing. Like, it is completed except for the scope elements of it that made it take six years for us to even try. Right. Because like, that was one of the things we would think about that and we'd be like, oh, God, that's yeah. such a big thing to do. And that, it, that illustrates to us, in a way that we don't really internalize, I don't think, the danger of being too precious about a cool idea, right? That you let a bunch of this. Yeah. Sit. You sort of, you sort of let this imaginary, this thing that would have been awesome if we had done it. Right. But letting that perfect thing that you imagine be the enemy of having anything get done and released. The, the, the perfect being the enemy of the good. Cause I don't think that anyone <clears throat> would describe the sea as anticlimactic. Right. Cause there's like sure. when we finished yeah, it, there yeah. was a fucking lot in there and it didn't really feel like a lot because we'd been staring at a partially completed version of it for years and years. But, like, I'm really proud of the way that that came together. Yeah, it came out really nice. It's got a nice story and the end ties it all together, I feel like. Yep. It works pretty well. And it leaves enough open that if we decide to put more in, we can do that freely. Yeah. On a more businessy note, how goes con planning? Can we expect to hear more about dates anytime in the next month or two? Well, I don't know. Could they? I, I think they did. Yeah, we said Sometime dates. in January, I think, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, con, you know, we haven't really started planning it yet. All no, of it. entirely true. Well, I mean, so sure. Like, we have the venue and, we're, you know, I guess you've made arrangements with the... It, it takes a lot less... Yeah, once you've done it... a lot less work than it used to be. We are changing some things up, and so figuring out what, how exactly that's going to work is a little tricky. Yeah. but But, you know, we don't... Right. I think all the energy that would be being spent on that is being spent on ZapCon. Right. Now, which is in like three days. Two yeah. days? Two days. Three days. Starts Saturday. Yeah. But we start, like, we sort of vanish into it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, although I think I'm just working during the day until it's... Yeah. I don't exactly know what I'm, how I'm getting around to do whatever I need to do. Yeah. I don't either. I don't really, we, we're, we screwed up the car situation here. I keep not having my car. Like right now, I don't have my keys. It's true. Where are my keys? I have them. Normally, somebody says, do you have your keys? And I've taken to saying to Emily when she says, do you have your keys? I say, am I wearing pants? Because if I'm wearing pants, I have my keys. Because that is oh, but almost always true. Well, that's, yeah, you're right. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, Glebe says, level two and three war bears being fax slash puttyable. Plan feature or oversight you can't fix without super volcano levels of nerd rage. No, that was on purpose. Yeah. It is always, unless there is an extremely good reason for something not to be faxable or puttyable or tradable. Or hookahable. Yeah. Then the default position is always that it should be because that's what those things are for. That was, that was a good sort of mental lesson that I I finally got drilled into my head because I, I would tend to anything that I thought was kind of cool I would try to make like on hookah bowl and you're like no mm -hmm. like the hookah is so niche to begin with that just let people you know find it and have fun and, and so. the same thing with puttying I mean like yeah. we think of it as like oh god there's just so many of these things ever but there's really not like you get four or five of them a day right yeah like super limited and that's I had to learn a similar lesson with wanting to make things quest <clears throat> items or untradable or mm. things like that 
Gleam yeah. says, love the content so far. Anything that lets Jick draw more robots is awesome. Well, I bet you're going to really like next Crimbo. <laughs> uh, Linguita Loud says, dear Jake, please let the War Bears drop boxes after Crimbo. Future newbies will appreciate that since they missed this Crimbo. Future newbies don't give a fuck. Linguita Loud says, also, I would like to add that in past Crimbos, the Faxable Monsters still drop stuff. Oh, yeah, you got that sweet felt and stuffing. <laughs> Googly eyes. Damned Fish says, firstly, depending on when you read this, Merry Crimbo. I hope your Crimbo is full of magic, or at least full of good food and booze. How was our Crimbo? It was pretty good, right? Yeah. Uh, not that it's a massive deal, but when a piece of equipment made from a sugar sheet breaks, would it be possible to get a button we can click during the combat to automatically re-equip the same item if we have another one? Dad, during combat. Now... Mm. My familiars keep breaking sugar shields like idiots, and having to scroll back through my whole inventory or through my list of familiar equipment to give them a new one is a bit of a pain. Same applies when flexing my huge muscles causes my sugar shirt to shatter. Sure. Uh, like, I could imagine I could imagine a little screen at the end of a combat where any of your gear has broken, like any antique gear or sugar gear or whatever. It and could having... just link to Invequip to put on another one if yes. you have it. Yeah. Like... That would be friendly in a way, but I don't like just imagining it does not actually make it true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be super hard to do. Um, all deleting equipment in combat is sort of fraught. Yeah, because so like, OK, so other situations would be like anything that was unequipped in combat. Like if you went into a fight with one of the Hobopolis bosses and. You know. Oh, is there gear that they... Yeah, they took... Oh, right, like Chester takes... Yeah. Or does he? Yeah, I think it's Chester. Hmm. Or Hodgman, if Chester's still up or something. Okay. Yeah, those are weird. Because they do delete your equipment. Well, they don't... Yeah, they just... They delete it and then they give you another one, right? Like, that's the... Because mm -hmm. there is one thing that... There's like a Dell equip function right. that handles everything, right? It's not... It's not super fraught, really. Right, and Dell Equip could just check to see if fight props exists, which is an indicator that you're in a prop. You're in a prop, that you're in a fight. Right. Um, and then if so, it could just store an array of the gear that was removed during that. But then it's like if you if it gives you those links, they would have to be like Ajax links because if there were three of them, you'd click, you'd one, click one and, and, and they would take go. you to inventory. Yeah. yeah. Ajax is cool. Damned Fish says, Jick, given your totally justified obsession with Spelunky, oh, you know... Uh, you know what used Ajax without, um, except it's not really Ajax because it doesn't use any XML, um, is the was the chat. <laughs> that was Ajax before there was a name for Ajax. Because is, it's, is, is chat Ajax? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was yeah, like, no, so I thought it was a separate fork of the same idea. I, no, it was like I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't use it, but it uses, it uses JavaScript to do XML HTTP requests, but it's not oh. getting any XML. It's just getting... What, although I don't know what it's getting now, like since the tab chat right. is a thing, like new chat messages might be returning like JSON or something. It's probably JSON before there was even a name for that. I don't know. Do you think that geek parents will name their son? Oh, Ajax. JSON? I mean, Ajax is a real name for a, for a boy. And <laughs> sure. Of course. Yeah. Sure. But like Jason, but without the A, would be a funny. Male Bobby name. Tables. Yeah. Scuzzy. Little Bobby Tables. 
Uh, Damage Fish says, Jake, given your totally justified obsession with Spelunky, I'll be disappointed if the list of future item of the month ideas doesn't include a Spelunky monkey. It's fun to say, and it could grant access to a sweet new cave system in the mountains. Also, every time you call me Damned Fish, I have to use the soft green echo eyedrop antidote to remove the curse. Thanks, jerks. I feel like I've suddenly read that. I suddenly feel like I've read that before. I, I think so as well. I think maybe the next content familiar is going to be Spelunky. Just the the little Colin Northway dude. <laughs> Yeah, just yeah, just him. Okay. I don't think it will be a spelunky monkey though. Like, because there's what chunky monkey Ben and Jerry's ice cream. That that's true. There's uh, funky monkey, which is something, right? Like people people do that all the time. Is there a spelunky monkey? Like there there are monkeys. There in are it. monkeys in spelunky. Yeah, but I don't think that anybody refers to them as spelunky monkeys. Hmm. It's not that that isn't cute. It's that it's too cute. It's a little, little on the nose. I don't know. What would it be? A sp- spelunker? An ass spelunker? Like a, um, a, like a snake? An ass spelunker? A drunker spelunker? spelunker? Who's he drunker than? You. All the time. Wax says, why can't I equip a one-handed accordion in my offhand? Yeah, I know it doesn't make sense, but come on, it'd be cool. Well, no, because suddenly there's, a, like, accordions are like chef's staves, right, where... You have a skill that invokes the accordion that you're holding, and so I don't want you right. to be holding more than one accordion, because that also has, like, because accordions are suddenly important to all of the skills that accordion thieves use. Uh, let's see. Uh, Linguini Lad asking about the LP ROM burner. That was all goofy. Wax says, hey, our combat item revamp's going to be a thing in 2014. I think one idea you said was you can use combat items once per round and then take an action without the combat items taking up a round. That was cool. So, I snuck that in, in a limited way, and an undocumented way, so that I feel justified in completely removing it, if it turns out to be a big deal, but I think it turned out to not be a big deal. Um, because Disco Bandits, there's a Disco Bandit passive that makes it like that. And nobody has broken the game with it yet? I don't think so. I mean, it only happens once, I think it can only trigger once per fight. Huh. Um... You know, so I did it, and it's it's and only on class, right? So it's it's limited. I mean, disco bandits are like the combat item class, right? Anyway, um, but yeah, I don't think I don't think it would be a big deal to do that. But you know, you're probably right that there are some weird cases. Although I would argue that dealing with those weird cases, I don't think there's anything that we can do to counter though the innate habit of every video game player to hang on to consumables. Mm-hmm. Were we on a podcast when I was talking about uh, how Numenera handles that? You Where, mentioned it. So they have so, yeah. their sort of combat items and potions are like sort of machines that work mm-hmm. on un, un, ununderstood, un not understood uh, ancient technology. Mysterious, let's say. And every character has a, a stat that goes up as they level, which is the number of combat items they can hold. So they're encouraged to use them and they are you know, powerful and things that make the story more interesting. Do they, are they actually consumed? They are, yeah. They're like things that, it's a category of technology that is only usable once. I see. Um, you know, there's like enchanted and gear. That's, using them is what is what increases your skill in them? No, you don't have a skill in them. Leveling up Leveling lets up. you carry more of them. But it's like you start out able to carry two and a max level character can carry five. Oh, or something right. like so that. So like you can't hoard them? Yeah, yeah. Like you are explicit, like it is the whole game is just like, God damn it. Use these fucking things. 
like, and the systems try to, to hang out of that, but I still bet it doesn't work. Hmm. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, I guess if you, if you are super generous with them as the GM, then people will get so tired of throwing away the thing that they were saving that they will just be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to use it now. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, it makes a huge fucking monster appear because you're a dummy. And now you don't have anything to fight yeah, it with. They steal the rest of them. <laughs> there, I hope you're happy. Year in review show, says Glebes. Sure, months ago. <laughs> uh, let's see. Somebody asking about the Unpermary. Wax says, hey, everybody, it's Thursday night as far as I know, and that means it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing radio question. Can gift items be free pulls? No. No. Yeah, wow. There's a lot of gift items that do a lot of things, and yeah. They have, some of them have auto-sell values, right? Can you gift someone from hacks? Uh, you can't. You can't? A Talon says, Hey, fellas. First, thanks for making a totally awesome game into which I sink ludicrous amounts of money and without which gaming, if you're blind, would pretty much entirely consist of audio versions of Space Invaders. I couldn't help... Man, that makes me feel good. Hmm. Like, I, for whatever reason, I was thinking about this this morning before I even read this. And, like... Just the number, the, the few number of games that... Yeah. I mean, there, there is so much IF, right? But oh, if you're yeah. But if you're not into that, which a lot of people aren't... It's also not as replayable. Yeah, yeah. There's no... And there's no... Like, there's not a lot of, like, systemic stuff, mm -hmm. right? Like, if you're the kind of person that likes, you know, gamey-ass games instead of story-ass games, I feel like there's just not a lot there for you. And, like... That's a thing that I could imagine doing if there was, like, you know, like, say, if there was a, a, a grant for hmm. it, sure. right? Because I would feel weird about, like, I feel like a lot of stuff like that gets sleazy because, like, you know, you can get an eye-tracking mouse for your computer, but it costs, like, $9,000 because they only sell it to people with MS uh, whose insurance, insurance is covers it, it. Yeah. right? And so you get into this weird, goofy, sleazy, like the, the business aspects of something like that get weird in a hurry. But like, it's, you know, it's a little weird. Like, I wonder how large the market of the blind is, right? Like, I certainly <laughs> don't think that we could make a living even for one person just developing an MMO for the blind, I don't know, actually. It's possible that if everyone who was blind and interested played, then maybe. But yeah, because there isn't an extant market for that, there's like this whole long curve of getting people to be aware of it and interested and involved. I mean, it seems like the internet would be a good way of, you know... Like, as soon as you have a screen reader, you can search games for blind people. Right. But I mean, how how... Yeah, I mean, I, if people just assume that there isn't a lot, I guess. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't help noticing that you still have one-by-one -one pixel graphics letting blind people know that the hedge maze has changed since NS13. Are there blind people that haven't played since NS13? For that matter, are there people that haven't played since NS13? That's got to be part of the dim and distant past by now. Yeah, that's just super old. Like, that script is so, so old right. at this point, and we don't ever... like. We don't ever look at it, and even if we did, we wouldn't see that because it's, like, not there for us, right? Um, also, you mentioned on some earlier podcast that some design decisions you've made were so that blind people could still play. Can you can you give examples? Uh, related, can you rearrange combat bars without dragging and dropping? No, but oh, wow. the combat action bar just shouldn't 
you just shouldn't use it if you can't see, right? Like uh, we we will not eliminate the old combat form, form, right? And stuff like that. Yeah. Um. <sighs> How do blind people do the lava? Mix? That's what I was thinking about. I don't actually know. They might have to. Skip they it. might have to skip it. Huh. But you can skip it, yeah. right? So I mean, True. that's a yeah, you know. And it's like not a thing where like optimally doing the nemesis quest is not like such an important thing, right? Mm. Um, Design decisions. That's that's a good question. I don't know how much we've done that was on the very front end of like thinking about how we were going to approach something. One thing that might help is uh, turning on, giving people the ability to turn on the mobile mode for things that use place.php. Mm. That would make it a lot easier. I how think. how much of the game is in place? Eighty percent at this point. Because there's a bunch of stuff in the spindlers that looks like it's not, but I don't know if that's accurate. Yeah, you know, there's not. There's some out of the way stuff that isn't. There's some stuff that's just kind of complicated, right? To do like stuff. Some stuff is a lot more work than other stuff to get into place.php. But it's like. It's what I should be doing is just periodically pinging Chris to move some old thing into it because he knows what to do with right. old stuff to modernize it. He was reluctant. He didn't like shop.php for a while just because of the features that it removed. But then we made it so those features are back. Um, I think somebody later asks for everything to be moved to that interface, which it really should be, especially now that we can do it in spindlers. And actually, right. I think Chris wrote a th- script to just do it automatically hmm. for moving the inventory across, at least. Anyway, uh, also, let's see. Question not at all to do with blindness. I can do this. Okay, here we go. You've got API.php, but is there documentation for API.php? If you just load API.php in the main pane, it gives you documentation. Um, okay. And I feel like if you're the kind of person who's going to use API.php, you probably know how to do that. Because um, we don't you, mention it anywhere. No, we don't. You just have um, to know it exists. You can, like, I don't know that there's a real easy way. I guess there is. There is some JavaScript that you can type into the address bar to load an arbitrary URL into the main pane. Right. Which I think I think you just type into the address bar JavaScript colon document dot main pane dot href equals and then the name of the script or whatever. I just have a chat command that does it. Because I need I use I use that right. all the time, just slash link right to to um, not break the to not screw something up and then reload the whole game.php or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, just just to be able to click on it, like if I'm working on a zone and I don't have the zone put into a place yet, I'll just link adventure.php snarfblad equals whatever, and then just have a link in chat to be able to click an adventure in that zone, like just all sorts of stuff like that. Um. A naked Jew says, why does the mall uh, for, wait, when I search the mall for bra, the supportive bra does not show up in the results. It, sh- it does show up when I search for supportive, bug or feature. It does. It's just on like page 10 because there are so many things that have BRA in them, like all the vertebra. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Felgod says, hey, I'm Jick, I'm Hot Stuff, and I'm Riff. Hey, you got the order wrong. So a food dehydrator probably won't give you astronaut ice cream and instead will probably give you some kind of cream puddle or cream jerky. The space stuff is made by a freeze-drying process, which transitions the water and food directly from a solid to a gas, which is also why dried strawberries are tiny and freeze-dried strawberries are about the size of regular strawberries. Um, All right. Uh, Felgod says, I started using the iconic top menu to get to this sweet question submission tool, but I really miss one-click access to subzones like the forest mountains, etc. 
you can go to the account menu and add yeah. custom icons to that. And all of the things that you mentioned there, well, you know, forest, for instance, is there and mountains. And also there's an et cetera icon. Um, for everything else. It just takes you to everything all at once. Uh, could we get a house house mover? Could we get a mouse hover mini map <laughs> to show up under the main map icon? Or is this an Ask Uncle Moyer question? Eh, I think I would rather just make that. I mean, really, the answer is the non-combat action bar, which is in development. Like, basically, what we'll probably end up doing is just giving everyone the ability to use the equivalent of that slash link command. Like, you can just make an icon and then point it to a URL. Because that's a thing you can already do. So, you know, if somebody wanted an icon to go directly to, like, the moons or whatever, like, they could just make that and whatever, you know. Hmm. Nicodemus TBO says, hey, gang, happy new year. Good. We made it to New Year's. <laughs> Uh, I was wondering if you would consider a change from the Seal Club or World event. You can currently get the final Seal fight from the fax machine, but you can't get it to drop the war plans. Would you consider allowing, as you did during the event, that after the 10th fight you get the plans which allow you to get that event drop? People like me would love you even more. Uh, I don't think so. I, you know, I learned some stuff from the way that that event ran, and we made the other events better, but I'm, I'm not going to revisit it at this point. Jamelli says, Dear Jick, when you load up KOL, what does your main pain look like? Uh, let's see. What does my main pain look like? I got some event notifications. I've got a list of available opportunities that are all of the to-do item pings that have been assigned to everybody. I've got items that require your attention. Uh, spooky wooden block, for instance. Spoiler. Anyway, because that is an item that exists in the item table and has notes to me in it because I'm supposed to do something. I've got monsters that require your attention. I've got effects that require your attention. So we all, like... Basically, if we're editing an item, we can just type into the description, hot stuff, colon, tell your mom about this. And right. then on his main pane, it will show up a thing like, hey, you have notes in this item. Um, and that is super, super handy. Yeah, definitely. Like the ability, yeah, the ability to, to just give notes to each other has definitely made it like the workflow is just super better yeah. than it used to be. We can, I don't know if we talked about this, but like when we assign work to people, we can also have it generate a text message to them, yep. which yeah. is something that is super useful for me because if it's if it's something that needs to be done in any kind of timely way and I don't happen to be near a computer, like that is a great way to to know that there's new new work to be done. Uh, so then above the main map on the underneath the Kingdom of Loathing uh, window thing, uh, I've got uh, links to all the chat archives that we have of the archived chat channels. We've got a link to the Mad Lib Tester, which we don't usually. Right. When I want to use that, I just use slash link mm -hmm. to the Mad Lib Tester. I use the tester a lot because yeah. I don't have the slash link. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that is just a thing that allows us to mess around with word bucket stuff, just to like, hey, when we when we're working on a name generator, the Mad Lib Tester will just like just give us a list of ten of the output of this. Um, and there's a link to adventure in a test location that I sometimes use for testing new features of zones and stuff. There is a report that I can set up to show us a list of all of the items with a given tag in them. So like the one right now is DNA lab items. So the, anyone on dev could just click that and then see a list of all of the items that were tagged DNA lab, like that were part of the last item of the month. Um, there's a similar thing that gives us a report of the last hundred effects that like 
Jamelli can look through and see, oh, are there any of these that don't have descriptions or whatever? Like, before it rolls out, are there any of these that still have notes to somebody in them? Uh, and then there's the list of the bug uh, queue, the number of bugs that are assigned to me, and the number that there are total. And then there are uh, account checkouts for the sort of multi-user accounts that we use for testing and stuff. And then uh, that's it. That is what the main pane looks like. And then he says, what sort of information do you see that a garden variety player wouldn't see? This is a fucking great question, because he knows most of the answer to this, but he also knows that other people would be interested in knowing Yeah, that. yeah. We get a shitload of combat oh, feedback, yeah. Yeah. like a lot. Like, to the point where we often turn it off because there's too much of it. Um, yeah, because almost, almost none of it is useful Except, yeah, except, except when, when you're it looking is. at one yeah. particular yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, every feature that has been added to combat in the last like 10 years has also generated some debug like anytime there's a die roll going on behind the scenes i will output a debug message that is the result of that die roll so that like if it's not working right we'll know it as opposed to like you know this is a thing where if the die roll doesn't doesn't succeed nothing happens so we don't even know if it's happening unless it generates some yeah. output that demonstrates that it's actually happening. We get similar messages for uh, non-combats as well. And actually, when I was doing the Cinderella thing, I had to have uh, C.D. Moyer implement some more messages because there was some stuff failing that I couldn't tell. Oh, right, right. Failing. The stuff that in the dialogue scripting. Not yeah. not a lot of stuff in, uh, in normal non-combats. We get – there is a bunch of debug output from Adventure.php, too, that articulates all of the logic for selecting encounters and stuff. Um, although that might not show up for everyone on dev. No, I think it does. You know, it will just be like rejecting super likely number 415 because you don't have the flag that you have to have for it to show up or you do have the flag that makes it not show up or the conditional failed or whatever. Um, Onyx399 says, can anything be done about the declining player base? I mean, just because they're getting older, you mean, and their knees are wearing out and stuff? No, that's just how the world works. Sorry. Yeah, it's the, it's the inevitable heat death of the universe in action. You can tell all your friends about the game. Yeah, you can. Nezumipa says, this Christmas, a friend of mine who doesn't play KOL wanted to give me an in-game gift such as a Mr. A. I realized she could do this by starting her own player account, but she wasn't aware of that and might not have wanted to do it anyway. Will it be possible to buy Mr. A's and direct them at specific users in the future? It might be a small extra source of revenue. You know what we could do is we could in do... In the store? We could do promo codes for a Mr. A. Oh, yeah. And we could sell them... Hmm. And and send we could sell them in the store of loathing and then and then send them to people which they like could just in like, the mail or an email we could just email it to them. It we wouldn't. It would be a little dangerous to automate that. I think. Yeah. But. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it that way. I like I read this question, you know, on January sixth when it came in, but it didn't occur to me to say anything other than no until just now. But we totally could do that. We could just do a redeem code that gave a Mr. Accessory. Yeah. I, I don't I mean that because that's not fundamentally different than somebody buying a comic. Buy, well, no, it's not fundamentally different than somebody paying for Mr. A. Yeah. Right? Like, there's no shipping unless yeah. they're also getting them a t shirt. Oh, yeah. Huh. Would we, yeah, I wonder if they would want a hard copy printed out. I mean, we could, right? It'd be, it would be trivially inexpensive to print up cards that were just a Mr. A. Right. That might be a handy thing to have to, like, give to, you know, girls we're trying to impress or whatever. 
It would be it would it would be simpler than what we'd been having to do at cons when people. Yeah, actually, that's true. Today. Yeah, but having to type in a complex code it's is not that complex. Yeah. You know, it's people not, do it for all yeah, the other stuff we give. Yeah, that's true. Huh? That's an excellent question, Nezumi Pai. I hope you still play <laughs> after all these months. Southwest says, I've noticed that all the items you can craft from a flask full of hollow have unique crafting messages, which is really neat. Were they the first items to get unique messages like this? Are there plans to retroactively add crafting messages to existing items or create more items in the future with unique messages? Mostly, I added that to those because it was weird to imagine how they would work, and so I wanted to justify it. Um... But no, that like multi-crafting stuff has unique messages, which you know that didn't used to be really part of the crafting system. Um, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be that big of a deal actually. Like having that be a field in the recipe table would make it a lot easier to just say, "Hey, Riff or Josh, write unique messages for every recipe." For every recipe or for every multi-use recipe? I mean every recipe. Like, the ability to do it for every recipe wouldn't hurt. I, like, you could do it in an afternoon. You could write all of them. There are only a few hundred. Huh. Um, okay. Also, this new podcast question form is cool. One thought, though. It makes it a little harder for podcast transcribers to refer to questions. Any chance you guys could publish the questions you answer each show somewhere? No, uh, because I don't want to have to distinguish between the ones that I archive because I'm not reading them and the ones that I archive because I did read them. So, sorry, but... I, I will note that this is another uh, interface that you have made where it just shows you the date, the date and but not the, the month year. and without a year. Yeah, which, you know, is fine as long as it never gets too old. But if, for all we know, these could be questions, could have been questions from January of from 2012. This, from before this interface existed? Yeah. I bet they're not. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Love Me says, Will the workshed always allow only one item, or will it be increased in the future? It looks so empty. Yeah, it's it's just a single thing slot. A single, single thing, thing slot. <laughs> El Passi says, How much effort did it take to come up with all the palindromes for the items and monsters in the palindrome? Oh, about the same amount that it takes to do anything else. Yeah. I mean, anything else that, that requires some kind of weird research for something that we want to reference. Wow, I just pull up a bunch of web pages. I think we all know the answer is half as much time. Because then you just mm -hmm. flip it around to yeah, the other half. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, that's, that is honestly the real answer. Um, I mean, it, it also didn't happen all at once. You know? That's true. Like, there were a bunch of times when the palindrome changed. Um, new palindromes got added recently when we went through and did stuff. Like, To Love Me Volume 2, which I yeah, what? <laughs> is kind of... What? what? <laughs> Like, why does volume two of this have a different name? This not, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> It'd be like if Speed 2 was a sequel to The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> it was especially weird because Speed 2 came out years before The Fast and the Furious. Mm. Bolo Wolo. I like mm. that name. I, I mean, Since, I don't know. Stacy's super aware of Pussycats is that's such still a, yeah, such a the good best. Man. The best palindrome I've ever heard. Although ultra heard. rares are certainly rare, some believe they are currently outclassed by other items. This usually refers to the weaker ultra rares, such as the Crazy Bastard Sword and the Talisman of Bacula. Is there any plan to equalize the power of the ultra rares, or are they intended to not be too powerful? I mean, they are like everything, not necessarily intended, but doomed to be a product of their time. But also, they're still in not almost better. every case they they're, are best they're in slot. At something right, like in the something. Crazy Bastard Sword gives you more PHP. 
PHP fights. PHP fights. Yeah. You know, the same number oh of fights. Oh my god. Yeah. You just like you argue with your web browser that much more. Mm. You have, that's that's good. Uh yeah, right. Like it like there are certain circumstances for I think everything. Like, I guess the the argument is that with Smithsness a couple of things are horribly outclassed. Yeah. And that I don't know about because we still have the ideolo- ideological stance that it requires resource use to yeah. make them better yeah. and they're only better for a certain number of turns which is less than infinity turns right so they're not strictly speaking demonstrably better thanks for the crimbo event says Hermaeus did the black box go as you expected I wasn't really expecting the amount of sadness if we had yeah if we had it to do over again we would have done it a little differently yeah but we're not yeah, we don't regret it right Lucy Star says, why do we all of a sudden get the podcast question announcement every five minutes? When will it stop? You know, it wasn't every fucking five minutes. It was like once an hour for a day or two when I was trying to raise awareness of the new system for asking podcast questions. And you know what? It fucking worked. So shut your <laughs> shut your sasshole, Lucy Star. Uh, although you, you might have you, you might know, have shut it at some point since January 6th, in which case I'm sorry, Lucy Star. Uh, <laughs> I think people respond better to ribbon campaigns if you're trying to raise awareness of things. Oh, yeah. Like put out a ribbon. Hey, ask me about my yeah. ask me about my place to ask me about things on my podcast. Ask yeah. me about my rubber bracelet. <laughs> Not Jim says tits are ass. Uh, let's see. I think a rubber bracelet would fit better on a tit <laughs> than an ass. Uh <laughs> Hans Peter. <laughs> uh, does uh, stat scaling of the Rat Baron use a player's base stats blue or his total stats? Man, I don't fucking know. It uses your number of ascensions in some oh, way. God. Yeah, right. Ratsworth is Ratsworth is a weird, Animal. weird, weird outlier. Uh, Shadow says, "Are you going to add a workshop or campsite items tab for the mall to easily find those types of items?" Huh. There aren't that many at this point. There's probably like 30 items that are... Eh, there's probably more items that are campsite items than content unlocking items. Right. That might be That's a, a good worthwhile idea. tab. Lucy Star says, So the constant podcast reminders, is it a test? How long before we lose our patience and go bam? Just so you know, I'm not there yet. Keep them coming. I dare you. Man. Wow. I really got an axe to grind. The, I mean, the irony is that you're not reading the, the things that come in. In real time, so somebody commenting on that is just like <laughs> venting at yep. you in the ancient past. Uh, lots of Phil says the warbear the warbear tattoo is really cool. Well done. I really like what the black box has turned into. I forget the the machines. Yeah, they make they let you do. They let you tattoo other people. Tattoo? No. No. I do. I don't know. They I'm let just, you build I'm, things out of the parts. They do. Right. They let like there's a fixed number of people who can build things out of those parts now. Yeah. But what was the tattoo? I, I don't, I don't know. The, I'm assuming it's the tattoo for the outfit. Right. Was it? What does the tattoo for the outfit look like? I'm going to look. No, I'm not. I'm not logged in. Jeez. How does that happen? Uh, How do you? It timed out. So, but are you, when you're clicking on the, these question things, are you still? Uh, that doesn't require game uh. auth. Uh, because I want to be able to do it from my phone. I see. So that is just controlled just by the HT access. Yeah. Off, off. Um, you were going to look up the, the uh, Warbear Tatooine? I was. Okay. Outfit Spindler. Three. 
Yeah, yeah it's like a paw. That looks, yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty rad. <clears throat> Thanks, lots of fill. Plater says, can there be a chat command to put stuff unshelved into your display case the way that closet and uncloset work? I enjoy that we can have 37 shelves in a row, but it's very confusing to manipulate them. Any thoughts on display case revamping? Hell yeah. We're going to do it by accident on April 1st, and it's going to suck and be all goofy and weird. Arrows. <laughs> Arrowed. Mm, Wortperch says, why is it the KOL doesn't run well on tablets and presumably smartphones? I believe it's a question of browser compatibility, but don't all browsers use the same HTML? <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, God, I hate it when people do that. that, that like, that is that is seriously the, like, most neckbeard-ass thing I have ever oh, done. To, like, don't ever, don't ever let me do that again. I'm to, sorry. To fake laugh. I am sorry, Wortperch. And all of the listeners that I just did that, I am deeply ashamed of myself. No, I think if you if you knew the lengths that web designers go to to make something look good across all different browsers, you would be flabbergasted. And you'd be like, wait a second, doesn't this sort of obviate the whole idea of what the web is supposed to be? And you'd be like, yeah, yes, yes yeah, it the does. Is, yes, it does. <laughs> I mean, that said, every you know, there's nobody who set out to like ruin everything, right? So sure. like every incompatibility is a result of somebody trying to make the world better. But yeah, you know, b- mobile browsers don't handle frames very gracefully. No, they really don't. Um, Touch interface does not play well with frames. And but but they also would not handle anything that replaced frames particularly gracefully. Tabs either. like I mean this is this was my whole argument for having a, a dedicated like app right where yeah it's just a browser with a couple of, of built-in tabs that can function a little bit better. And, and the question is just you know would it be worth it? I think I think it honestly would be. I think I think even now we could still generate interest in a in a mobile version but it would be a lot of work to make it happen and we're we are slowly chugging along i think at making the changes necessary to make that possible yeah so uh given the increasing number of people who use such devices as their prime method of using the web are there plans to make kol compatible with browsers on those devices i don't know that i buy the argument that people are using such devices as their primary method of using the web it's probably. It depends on what you mean by primary. Like yeah. I think the I, amount of time in, in a day. I think do a you lot think of that's people... really? Pri- uh, I don't I know that there's... I believe that that's. There are certain things that you do on the phone that you can do on the phone, like read not, an article. Not everybody sits in front. Not everybody sits in front of a computer all day. And for those people, I think phones and tablets might be their primary way of. I could certainly see that there'd be a significant number of people that do most of their like browser gaming and stuff on the tablet people who people who do most of their their real web stuff at like work or something but then they but browser slacking off there are a lot of like tablet. ipads as laptop replacement browser gaming is stuff. overwhelmingly flash and unity neither of which work in browsers on common tablets so i don't i don't buy that hmm. either like there are not many browser games that work like KOL. I mean, okay, there are a lot. There are probably thousands, but there are not. They're a drop in the bucket. Like games that exist as HTML output with HTML form input. Like there just aren't that many. Hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't believe in the like 
phones are the future of the internet because I'm not saying that they're the future of the internet. I just think that there's a bunch of people who would like to play KOL while they're waiting in line for something. Sure. And yeah. and if if we could make it or convenient. Yeah. And we could make it more convenient. I think I think that would be appreciated and I also think it would be easier to an easier sell to somebody. The problem that I have with this is that the the mobile KOL interface that existing experienced KOL players want is oh probably nothing is like one hundred percent different than any mobile interface that I am going to not be disgusted by, like, it, like the way that I still, I still get so angry at the ghost of stove jobs every time I click on a fucking form drop down in a web page and it takes me to a like a goddamn 1970s pinball score indicator machine where i physically turn a fucking wheel with a bunch of words written on it to select a thing from that drop down it is maddening it is maddening that anyone ever thought that that was okay what is the alternative and it is doubly maddening like just a fucking list just replace the entire screen with a list of all of the things in that drop down that i can scroll through like d- why is it half the screen and why are only three of the fucking things legible? Not for any reason, like not because they ran out of room, but because, oh, we need to indicate that this is curving back into space behind the <laughs> lip that's in front of this fucking wheel that you're turning. Oh my God, fuck that thing so hard. <sighs> Even still, I was like, oh man, look at look at how non-skeuomorphic iOS 7 is. I'm gonna set a type, fuck you. Fuck you for making me turn these goddamn wheels to set my goddamn timer. Ah, Siri, fucking kill yourself. <laughs> um, anyway. Dude, setting timers is the only thing I use Siri for, basically. Yeah. <laughs> the, like... It is a list that you scroll through. It just has a slight skeuomorphic like rolling component to it and the fact that that's what drives you crazy is fascinating right like it's just a list it just it is just a list that you scroll through right it is but so so kol in order to play kol past like day five or six you have to deal with a lot of drop downs that have a lot of things in them that is and true. it would be a nightmare to try to use a combat item once you have more than 20 combat items right. in that interface. Okay. Right? So, I mean, it's just like... I could imagine making a game that was like KOL, but it was a game that was designed to be played on smartphones, right? And then that would be a thing. And, like, that's a game that people can play. But, like, adapting adapting a, a, an app of the level of interface complexity and inconsistency that KOL has to a thing that it was never designed for and that wasn't even a gleam in anybody's eye when it, we started making it mm. is just, like, it is difficult for me to even think about because it is so difficult and complex and fraught with opportunities to make the wrong decision about a given thing. And, you know, that doesn't mean that it shouldn't be done. It just means that I don't want to do it. Right. right. And it's like, you know, I would... If somebody else said... I can make a mobile interface for KOL for this amount of money. And then you just get final approval on like, you know, and then if you need to change it, like whatever, I'll change it. Like I would say, okay, I guess, 
you know, but I don't want to do it. And when I don't want to do something, it's very hard for it to get done. Right. Like if I don't, they need a lot of access and, and, but also like, I feel like because I, you guys don't do stuff because you are afraid that I will fire you. If you don't, you do stuff because we collectively like believe in the stuff that we're doing. Like Mm -hmm. that is, that is how our organization works. Like we're sort of united in the goal of making a cool video game or whatever. And so if I don't give a shit about something, nobody else really feels like doing it. And so, right. You know, it's, it's the, the curse of the auteur, I guess. Like, um, Radian says tattered scrap drop rate. Why the nerf from 30% to 27%? Is it a simple drop rate nerf or is something more insidious going on? Mm. I don't know. Every time somebody mentioned it, we reduced it by another 1% there for a while. And that was kind of funny. Um, How did they even find out 27%? Somebody noticed. I mean, somebody who was dedicated to farming that just probably noticed their yield going down. And then there are tricks for spading it, right? You, you, you You have like a minimum amount that like if it's if the drop rate is 30 percent you need to get your item drop rate above a certain level to guarantee 100 percent drops and then they started they would run their like their their thing we're getting it every yeah and they'd be like we're only getting it you know 96 percent of the time which would be consistent with i'm surprised that they can get it well enough trials and they get it close enough yeah which i guess you can do with multis or whatever but i like no, I mean, enough people were reporting it. But I'm surprised at how quickly they can get it down to that level of granularity is the thing. Because, like, the more people that are reporting it, the more opportunities there are for people to give you bad data. Like, not because they're fucking with you, but just because they're, you know, people make mistakes. Sure. And, like, three people make more than three times as many mistakes as one person. A hundred trials. doing something. A hundred trials at something where you have, you know, you a, 90, have a 96% one, chance or whatever. But you don't have one percent granularity on your findings no in a but data you, set of you also making are making a bunch of assumptions you know that we're probably putting in a, a whole number oh, yeah. and it, like and it was 25 wasn't right at that point so they had to like it had to be somewhere between those two and so they're like well you know I, I there was definitely a bunch of like sleuthing going on so <clears throat> yeah anyway I just there are a lot of problematic things there are a lot of problematic behaviors in terms of KOL's economy and not not exploits but just actions at the edges of systems that become more practical as the mall price of tattered scraps gets lower well except we we recently just nerfed that pretty severely yeah a lot of the the meat farming stuff but there's still you know you can still pickpocket stuff and tattered scrap away right like it's and it's never going to be no one thing is going to fix it but tattered scraps are super super useful and valuable and they shouldn't drop as frequently as they do like you know what we will probably do what i think i would rather do is have them be like a five percent drop and then have there be a thing that just gives you like a one-time-per-ascension non-combat that gives you however many you need to do the thing that you need to do in an ascension that involves those things. Because that's, like, you know, I think that is friendlier to somebody who maybe has to kill 40 book bats before they get enough of them, right? I mean, that thing is not going to be a part of ascension anymore before long anyway, but, like, 
the principle still holds. Uh, Chilled says, so there's a mud turtle in Little Canadia Quest that in no way interacts with turtle tamers. Discuss. Yeah, Riff. Discuss. Um, he's like a human turtle, though, right? Like, yeah, he's, I mean, he's anthropomorphic, so it's <clears throat> that would be kind of yeah. Weird. Taming him—they're not turtle slave yeah. masters. <laughs> yeah. Also, that I mean, that monster had been written like oh, yeah. years in advance. So oh, yeah, maybe before turtle taming revamp. Yeah, and definitely before the turtle taming revamp revamp, which yeah. is coming down the bend at some point. When people submit questions, do they submit them to specific days? They do. Okay. So they're not just um, asking general KOL questions. It defaults to, like, if it is Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, it defaults to the Thursday show. And if not, it defaults to the Monday show. Oh. And I have these links to move them around sure. uh, between them if I want to. Or, like, if th- sometimes there'll be a question that comes in that I'll be like, oh, and I also want to address the second half of this as a question on right. video games hot dogs. So I'll just move it over there or, or yep. whatever. This is a a hugely improved interface over the radio bugbear. Yeah, and even over the forums, like you know, yep. The, like having to do that shit where I would just edit in like "got here on this show," like right. that sucked a lot. And then people got confused about where to post them or whatever. I mean, it did have the advantage of people knowing what other people had asked, right. but but then it also that, had the disadvantage of people just having discussions in them. Yeah. Mm. Also. You know, that disadvantage has yet to cause a single noticeable problem for anyone. Yeah. So the, like the rumors if, of the rumors of its uh If a lot of people ask the same question, you know that it's an important question. Yeah, that's another thing. That was a thing that was true. Or like you know it's a thing that happened to come up in chat mm. at one particular point in a random afternoon and so then a bunch you of get people a sense of the zeitgeist. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah, just cool. Uh, Volk says, would you consider adding an a lot familiar and then links to uh, the hyperbole and a half comic? Mm. You know, I don't like, like, I feel bad about talking shit about Axe Cop the other day because I don't like, you know, I don't like saying that things are bad. And I don't think generally that things are bad because I don't really think that means anything. But I really don't like hyperbole and a half. Really? Like, it's not that I dislike it. It's just that. Every time somebody links me one and says, oh, my God, this is the funniest thing, I read it and I think, Hmm. okay. Like, Hmm. it is 1% as funny as Natalie D. Like, and I guess, I mean, part of it is that I'm not super interested in just reading people complaining about their problems. You know? I I don't think of it as complaining, though, right? I feel like it's more of a sort of here's what this is like. Sure. I'm sure that it helps. I'm sure that it helps a lot of people. You know, but it's also funny, like, I mean, it's sort of an observational life humor kind of way, you know, because I am an asshole. My the way that the things that I want to be exposed to about other people dealing with their depression is like Adam Carolla saying, yeah, when I get depressed, you know what the solution is? You know what the only solution is? Shut the fuck up and get back to work. Like, like, okay, that is exactly what I needed to hear. That's not very funny, though. (laughs) Sure. But it's effective. Like, quit whining and get off the couch. Like, you know, but that's not that's insensitive. The couch is so comfortable. And that's probably <laughs> racist. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I'm not going to put in a lot in because, A, that's like, that's just somebody else's joke. Yeah, that's yeah. not a... Right? It's not like a thing that we would... A reference in the yeah. same way that we'd try to reference other stuff. And also, it's somebody else's joke that I don't think is very funny. Mm. Plus, it's it's old. It's secondary. not even mimetic anymore. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, people talk about, I don't know. I think that some people don't draw the distinction that we draw necessarily. And maybe we don't even draw the distinction that I think we draw necessarily. Like, I don't like it. I don't really ever make a monster or a thing that is just straight up another thing from the world. You know, and there's something like the mm. like the the White Citadel quest, which like I would I would just as soon replace that with something completely different than what it is. You know, I have to think in the other day, like maybe it wouldn't be the end of the world to just start over with Whitey's Grove and the Black Forest, right? And just like, what if we did these today? Because like the Red Zeppelin is. I just feel so much better than huh. the White Forest and Blackie's Grove. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that, that wasn't right. I mean, it's. Um, I nearly said it's true that we don't we don't do as as definite reference stuff like that much anymore. But having but saying that, we just did the Copperhead Club and the Zeppelin, which are definitely explicit references just like Well, that. but they're not... So So the one thing that I don't like about that, say, is the boss of the Zeppelin, which, I mean, Scully really liked, and I guess maybe other people do too, but I'm like, I've got it. The boss will just be Ron Weasley. I'm like, what, what do you mean you've got it? Like, that's not getting it. That's just choosing something that somebody else did and saying, I did it. Like, you know, not to be like unfavorable about that but that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about mm. right like it's one thing to say like this is a monster that is based on the red baron or whatever but like it ah, god I'm sure that there are a million counterexamples to anything that I would claim is an axiom but it's like do you not like having an entire zone that's like a a movie reference or do you not like a zone is better than a thing right like so like the meat car is just a specific song reference but it's a car that ref it's not like it is a car that references a song in its name right right it's not like Ah, man, I don't... I'm, I mean, I'm, I am just trying to understand where, where the lines are. I don't want to make a monster called the Black Knight that is just the Black Knight from the Holy Grail. Okay. Right? Okay. If there was a monster that exhibited characteristics of that or made jokes about it, I mean, that's in some a different ways, thing than... Ed the Undying is kind of like that. Yeah, kind of, but he's a mummy, right? No, no I know, like, but I'm this saying is what, like, this does, is what I'm he saying. He doesn't There's... directly use any of the lines or anything. Sure, like I'm just, uh, I'm like, <sighs> yeah. So what's, what's different between like a black knight like that and <clears throat> Well, I guess my example was going to be one of the events in Twin Peak, but those are already different because they're mashups of The Shining and Twin Peaks and not a single thing. Also, Twin Peaks isn't a comedy. Okay. Right? Like, Raiders of the Lost Ark is not a funny thing, so a parody of Raiders of the Lost Ark is an original work. In a way that... Interesting. In a way that I think, you know, like, you could argue that Whitey's the, Whitey, the White Citadel quest is like an adaptation in our system of a story, but because the story was a comedy, 
I think the adaptation falls kind of flat. Okay. And like, I'm just trying to think of something that I, that I wouldn't. We would make a thing that was similar to say the rodents of unusual size from the princess bride, but we wouldn't. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know. I mean, the chums are just chuds, right? Hmm. Like, so, so who knows? I don't know. It's also possible that the distinction that exists in my mind is newer than a lot of the things that exist in the game, and so don't exhibit that distinction. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely feel like I wouldn't have written Whitey's Grove now, because that was something that I did, like, right when I first started. Yeah. And my, my tastes for that sort of thing have developed, or at least changed. Yeah, I don't know. And I mean, I wonder, like, what what I was going to do was not just say we're burning down Whitey's Grove in the Black Forest. I'm saying, let's imagine that we were doing this now. Propose five monsters that would be in a white stuff zone and don't use any of the ones that we have. Right. Mm -hmm. And if we decide to stick with one of those, then that's fine. You know, I mean, the white snake is fine, I guess. Right. I mean, you know, I'd rather have a black bear than a black knight. And he's like a big hairy gay guy. (laughs) Okay. Good. Yeah, done. Let that hang. Let's just let's just figure that one out. Hey, you know what? Let's do. Let's go eat a delicious Cornish oh, pasty. Yeah, let's do mm, that. And drink a delicious yeah. Cornish beer. Okay. And then record a delicious Cornish podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to speak Cornish. Uh, you just uh you know how uh uh <laughs> fucking Marlon Brando's character at the very end of The Godfather starts speaking orangish. <laughs> oh, okay. You just fill your mouth with corn and do a podcast. <laughs> huh. That was not graceful at all. Um, cool. Uh, at the sound of the tone, please turn over the record and listen to Video Games Hot Dog. Boo. Boo.